pew rack, and um, the Bible that we're looking at is um, the black-colored one. It's page 1662, 1662, Galatians 5, and we'll read from, um, well, the end of that chapter, beginning at verse 22, and we'll, we'll just read, we'll finish out that chapter, page 1663, actually, page 1663, Galatians 5, verse 22. When you found it, we'll stand for the reading of God's Word. And we read these words there, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is the Word of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, beloved in Christ, what a vacation Bible school we had here at Faith Community this week. It was hot, there was high-octane energy, and a huge amount of loud and all the kids learned a whole lot of things about making waves, water waves, sound waves, air waves, big giant waves, and little ripple waves. When I was a little boy, I remember what my favorite ice cream flavor was. Maybe you do too. It was something called fudge ripple. Fudge ripple goes by various more ingenious titles today, flavors like Moose Tracks, Deer Tracks, Mackinac Island Fudge. Those are titles of ice cream flavors that, by and large, are simply variations of Fudge Ripple. Fudge Ripple is basically vanilla ice cream with chocolate fudge or chocolate syrup or something chocolatey rippling like waves all through that plain old vanilla ice cream, sprucing it up into something more delicious than it already is, fudge ripple. And as we talked about this week with the kids, we learned how Jesus Christ, our Savior, made waves wherever he went as he loved people and showed kindness and goodness and faithfulness to everyone he met, and finally making the biggest wave of all when he went to the cross to die and take the punishment for all of our sins, all the things we do wrong, and we do a lot of things wrong, don't we? Jesus, though, brought a tidal wave of forgiveness and everlasting life to us at the cross when he suffered and died, and at the resurrection when he rose again from the dead. A tidal wave of forgiveness and everlasting life. We asked the kids all week, challenged the kids, as they heard about the waves Jesus made, well, <clears throat> how can we make waves? How can the waves Jesus made make such a difference in us that they become ripple waves in our lives as we ripple those waves out to others, as we have an effect and change the world around us, as we ripple the waves Jesus put in our hearts out to others. We got that far this past week, and now today, downstairs, the kids are learning, and we are learning the same thing here upstairs, that the answer to that question, how do we ripple 
Jesus' big wave out to others? The answer to that question lies in something I'm going to call not fudge ripple, but fruit ripple. When we're talking about dessert, it's the same concept as fudge ripple. Look at that ripple of fruit in that ice cream or pudding or whatever it is. I don't know if that's blueberry or raspberry or grapeberry jelly. It doesn't matter what the ripple is. By my definition, just like the, the Pinterest pin here, this is a fruit ripple of some sort. Fruit is rippling through the vanilla or the pudding or whatever. Fruit ripple. Fruit ripple is the answer to our question. And the question the kids are getting the answer to downstairs right now, it's the answer to the question that Johnny and Davey in our drama were trying to figure out at the end as they stared at that goofy fruit tree plant that was sitting on the table or on the, the thing there right in front of their eyes, a plant that had been carefully watered each night twice during the dramas to draw attention to it. Do you remember what Johnny and Davey asked in today's drama, what they couldn't figure out in the drama today? They were racking their brains trying to answer the question, how does Jesus turn us into people who can make waves like he made waves? How do we ripple waves out from us into the lives of others? How do we show love and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness to others? How can we be filled with peace and joy and patience and self-control in our lives and touch others' lives with those things? How does Jesus do it? How does he turn us into people who can make waves like he did? And Johnny and David concluded, Johnny and Davy concluded as they stared at that fruit plant, maybe fruit has something to do with making waves, or making waves has something to do with fruit. And it does. When someone follows Jesus, when someone puts their trust in Jesus, when someone comes to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, as the one who saved them from their sins and rose again and gives them eternal life, when someone says, I believe in you, Jesus, that you forgave me when you died for me, and you gave me everlasting life when your Father raised you from the dead, when someone loves Jesus as their Savior, guess what Jesus does? Guess what he does to turn you into a person who can ripple ways of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness into the lives of others. He gives you his Holy Spirit to live in you, and his Holy Spirit brings with him a giant basket of fruit. God calls it the fruit of the Spirit. Every believer in Jesus gets that giant basket of fruit. Everyone, and everyone, listen, gets all of it. The entire fruit basket. It's, it's not like maybe, well, maybe this person over here gets kindness, one of the fruit. And maybe this person over here gets the fruit of self-control. And this person gets the fruit of joy. No, Jesus, who is God, in his glorious eternal wisdom, has determined that every person, who believes in him, gets the full fruit basket. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine fruit in that giant fruit basket. So what is Jesus telling us? You believe in me, put your trust in me, 
I give you my Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God, just like Jesus is God. Jesus gives his followers the Holy Spirit, who in turn fills us and gives us this giant basket of spiritual fruit. We know it's not physical fruit, of course, like that basket in the picture. The kids sang about that even. Fruit of the Spirit's not a banana. Of course not. No. Spiritual fruit, love, joy, peace, etc. And the Word of God tells us that with this spiritual fruit in you, this fruit ripples out to the world around you. Now, this is good news. The best news of all is that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again for our eternal life. But this, too, is great good news. You think about it. As you look at the names of that fruit, if you're like me, for every one of those fruit, without exception, I'm saying something like this. Man, is it ever hard to love people. That's the first one, to show people love. I'm not good at that at all. I'm naturally selfish. I want to put myself first. And I know love means putting other people first. And I have a really hard time doing that. Just watch me when I'm driving my car. I don't want that person ahead of me. They made me wait at a stoplight at an intersection that I would have easily made it through had they not been in front of me. Just wait till the next light. This light turns green. Just wait till that person sees what happens at the next stoplight. I have a hard time showing love. And I could go through every single one of those fruit and say about the same thing for each one. Even people who are my brothers and sisters in Christ. They're the church. Christ's body with me. I don't have time to be patient with a good deal of them. I don't want to be joyful with the person who makes comments about my kids. I don't want to be at peace with the person who disagrees with me every chance they get, and so on. And now, think about this. Think about the aftermath of the Supreme Court striking down Roe versus Wade. And I see the perfectly timed photos on the news of people showing their rage and violence and destructive force and how I'm supposed to show love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. To them, you know what God says? Do you think I don't know that? Do you think I don't understand sinful people because I am sinless? I created you. I know you better than you know yourselves. And I have endured your rage, violence, hatred, evil, and sin since the day Adam and Eve fell, and that sin first entered the world. But here's what I want, he says, what I've always wanted. I want people, my people, to ripple with the fruit my Holy Spirit gave them out into this world. That's how you engage a world that seems to do nothing but show rage at each other and even at you. That's how you engage fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that you struggle with. That's how you engage anyone and everyone. With love. Doing sacrificial acts, unmerited deeds to help someone. With joy. Possessing that inner happiness that's not dependent on outward circumstances. With peace. Seeking harmony in all your relationships. With patience. Putting up with others, even when you're severely tired and tried, with kindness, 
doing thoughtful deeds for others and with goodness, being filled with generosity to others and with faithfulness, being trustworthy and reliable, with gentleness, showing meekness and humility and with self-control, fighting hard against sinful desires. God says, this is the fruit ripple that I expect from my people. You notice which one is first? Which one's first? Which one? Love. Love is first. Love is the foundation for all the rest. Love threads its way through all the rest, ripples its way through all the rest. We say that God is love, of course, makes sense. We say that love fulfills the law of God, the Ten Commandments. We say that the summary of the Ten Commandments are two commandments about love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Two love command, fulfill God's law and his will for our lives. So when we think about the fruit of the Spirit, it's no wonder that the Word of God has love in pole position, the primary position. It's the chief fruit of the Holy Spirit's fruits. It's given pride of place. It's first in the list in God's Word because love is the summation of all the other fruit. Love contains the whole of all that God desires and requires of us. And so love, that sacrificial unconditional love, sometimes we say agape love, ought to be the mark of the church, the mark of every follower of Jesus. Love is the premier fruit in the spiritual fruit basket. In a sense, we could say love carries all the other fruit. You know, all my life, and especially in the summer months, when it is so perfectly ripe and delicious, I love to eat watermelon. My favorite fruit, I like apples too, Mulker, but watermelon, wow, so good, so sweet, and you get so much of it. I couldn't help but think of a very particular type of fruit basket as I thought about love carrying all the other fruit. Ever seen one of these? Look at that, would you? You hungry yet? That wonderful watermelon rind holding all the other fruit. And look at the handle. They carved little hearts into it. The symbol of love. I love that picture. Love carries all the other fruit. But I don't know about you, my friends. When I saw the protests, the rage, the anger, the violence by people who opposed what happened with Roe v. Wade just two days ago... I didn't want to do any of those things. I didn't want to ripple the Spirit's fruit out to those crowds in any way, not even from my chair sitting in front of the television where I was watching it. I wanted them arrested, locked up in jail, throw away the key, punished, and just wanted them to disappear. Throughout 49 years, Many people, including people in this church, have tried in many creative ways to ripple fruit out into the world to protect the life of the unborn, rightly so. But now, how do we ripple that same fruit out into a world that is bearing their teeth against pregnancy centers, Supreme Court justices, churches, fellow believers? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I know it doesn't involve me wanting anyone I disagree with to be arrested, locked up in jail, punished, and made to disappear. 
Just like God wants us to show love to the unborn, he wants us to show love to those who don't want that. He wants his fruit to ripple out into the world. Not easy. Now, that doesn't mean that people who set fire to pregnancy centers shouldn't be prosecuted and receive the criminal justice justice. Doesn't mean that. Just means we need to think about how will we ripple fruit out into a world that is so filled with violence and rage right now. Some things to remember now. Three things. Number one, this is the Holy Spirit's fruit that he gives us. All the fruit to each one of us. All of it. All of it. So he is intent on making us abide on this fruit vine that is Jesus Christ. He is intent on rippling this fruit out into the world through us who are the vine of Jesus Christ. He is making us more like Jesus, and his program is to make us bear this fruit out into the world. Ripple it out. We can't do it. We need him to do it through us, and he will. So every single day, our prayer ought to be, Holy Spirit, bear your fruit out into this world through me, despite me, despite my inability, despite my lack of desire to do so. Use me anyway so that your fruit ripples. It's his program, and we can rely on him to do it, to answer that prayer. We need to be praying that. Number two, since we can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to bear fruit better today than yesterday. I'm morally resolved to do that today. I'll be better at it today. You think that will work? That's not going to work unless, unless you are immersed in God's word daily. This is what Jesus did for me. He made me a new creation to live in a new way, and I need to read about that every single day, what that newness of life looks like, what that fruit of love and all the rest looks like, how it can show itself. If I'm not immersed in God's word, my fruit is dying on the vine. If I am immersed in God's word, my fruit is growing and ripening and ready to ripple out to others. Immersing yourself in God's word, the Bible, daily, is how you walk by the Spirit, how you keep in step with the Spirit, with his program, or that fruit ripple. And number three, don't just read God's word. Listen to it also. Come to church. Hear it proclaimed. Hear it preached, shared, expounded. Feed upon the word of God. Encounter the word of God by faith. Get freshly infused with God's word as you listen to sermons, as you listen to preaching from God's word, and as you take in the word through the Lord's Supper. Come to corporate worship, what we're doing today. For corporate worship, this too is a means of walking in step with the Spirit, walking in step with His program of rippling His fruit out into the world. Besides your personal Bible reading here in worship, 
is where you each time are filled again with the Spirit, where you learn from Him. If you haven't set foot in a church for a long time, make today the day you start that new pattern, that new spiritual habit in your life. Then come again next Sunday and the next and the next. The fruit ripple. What a gift we are given. That spiritual fruit basket, the whole thing. What a, what a God who is making us with that same fruit ripple out to the world around us and to our church family and to our own families and to our spouses, kids, and parents. So let's ask God to more and more ripple his fruit from us to the world. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, bear your fruit out into the world through us, despite us, despite our inability, despite our lack of desire to do so so many times. Use us anyway so that your fruit ripples. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.